This podcast is a publication of the Engineering Management Institute, where we are committed to building professional development systems, including project management and people leadership programs that support the growth of engineers and their firms. Download our AE Industry Trends Report for insights on the great resignation, remote work productivity, and people-centric cultures. To get your copy, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the this episode of the Engineering Project Management Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping project managers sharpen their project management skills. I'm your host, Matthew Douglas, Operations Leader with the Engineering Management Institute. And today, I have the privilege of speaking with Mr. Vishwanathan Raju, a licensed program and project management professional. He's going to share some valuable insights today on effective project management, from communication and coordination with stakeholders to managing project constraints and driving project success within budget and within time allotted, we'll delve into the core components of effective project management. Let's jump right in. Before we dive in, we'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI, a leader in engineering exam prep for the FE and PE exams. PPI provides expert prep courses and study resources designed to help you pass the FE and PE exams the first time. PPI's live online courses include hours of lectures, problem-solving demonstrations, exam strategy sessions, office hours, and a passing guarantee. Check out PPI today at ppi2pass.com to see all the options available for FE and PE exam prep. Now let's dive into today's episode. All right, everyone. So we have Mr. Raju here on the Engineering Project Manager podcast. Today, we want to just thank you for coming on and speaking a little bit about your life and your experiences with project management. So thank you, Mr. Raju, for joining us. Thank you very much, Mr. Matthew. Can you give us an overview of yourself and your role at your current organization and your main responsibilities in this position? My name is Vishwanathan Raju. I'm basically a mechanical engineer and a passionate project management professional. Currently, I'm working in uh, Saudi Arabia, and I have a 20 plus years of experience in mechanical engineering and project management in petrochemical and oil and gas industries. Currently, I'm working as a, a project and program management leader in the refinery in Saudi Arabia. I've actually never interviewed anybody from uh, that's actually working in that region. So tell me a little bit, like, what's it like? How are the standards and practices there versus how they are in the United States? If you have any experience working in the United States? No. If you see my 20 plus years of rich experience, I work with uh, Indian industries and as well as the Saudi Arabia. If you see the Saudi Arabia, this is the richest country for oil and gas and petrochemical projects. I work in chemical manufacturing industries and petrochemical oil and gas. And currently, I'm working in a refinery where we are doing the construction projects, the refinery constructions. There are two different types of projects I can say in my experience. The one is the first one is the greenfield projects where we can start from the scratch, from the ground. So, the another one is called brownfield projects where we are working on the already existing plant. 
which is the current running plan, which is a live plan. We need to do okay. so many modifications in the current plant and current equipments, the piping, the facilities. So there is a difference between two different uh, projects, uh, styles like greenfield and as well as the brownfield projects. What would you say is the importance of change management and its challenges in engineering projects? The change itself, very difficult, right? But it doesn't mean it is not possible. The change is possible, but it is difficult to implement. This is what I understand from my 20 plus years of experience in project management, where the change management is very crucial part because the people doesn't like change. People resist changes because their mind is fixed with the normal day-to-day -day operations, day-to-day -day practices and mindset. So when you bring with the new things, the changes, initially they will resist. They don't want to produce with the changes, you know. As a change leader, as a transformational leader, as a change agent, as a project management professional, what we need to do is explain to the stakeholders, sit with them, all the stakeholders, because all the stakeholders in our projects are not aware about the changes, what it is going to happen in their areas. That's why they are started resisting the change. So, when we sit with them, explain the stories, explain our stories of the previous change management, previous changes, and give them the confidence. What is the ROI you are going to get from this change? What is the benefits you are going to get from this change? Then people will come to understand the importance of the change. After that, when you meet with the stakeholders, they will come to know, yes, because of this change, I'm going to get these benefits, A, B, C, D. Is this good for me? Because the world is constantly changing, constantly evolving. So I consider change management is key principle in the project management where everyone needs to be embraced. The change needs to be embraced against it. One key point that I got from what you just said was, Everybody has to be a mutually beneficial change that happens. Like it has to benefit you as the client or the contractor and also has to, you know, benefit the stakeholder as well. As long as everybody's happy, then the project moves on successfully, right? That's good. Can you share an example of how you navigated project constraints effectively to deliver successful outcomes? Project constraints. I can tell the examples in the island gas and petrochemical uh, like refineries and the constructions. There is something called shutdown. You know the shutdown projects? Uh -huh. The plant, your facility is going to shut down for a particular period of time, like 10 days or 20 days or one month. During this one month of the period, we will not be having any production of our products. Regular operations will be stopped. And we have only one month in order to complete so many jobs, there's so many list of projects, list of activities. So what is your our concern here? We were well preparing since beginning, like six months, one year, according to the volume of the changes, volume of the projects, we know the scope of work. Then we know the schedule we are going to get only one month. We know the cost, which are the triple concerns, scope, schedule, and cost. So when you know your scope, when you know your budget, and when you know you are going to get only one month time frame, this is going to be very, very crucial because you need to complete this project, certain project within this one month. 
after that still if it is going like this then you will be losing your production so this is shutdown projects and i can say brownfield projects is the very very crucial in the with respect to project constraints then we are you have to lead with all six constraints and you will be having scope schedule cost you know and you have to maintain quality you have to deal with risks and you have to deal with the resources if you see i had a past previous company one of the project i got the piping modifications in the chemical manufacturing plant actually what happened in this project this project was awarded to another project leader it is around 6 months project schedule 3 months are already completed so i am explaining the what else the constraint over here the 3 months already completed only 25% of the schedule has been achieved so i have around more than 50% of the delay and i have only 50% of the time so then the project is assigned to me to lead this uh, critical project i want to say this as an example how i deal with the project constraints here the key point is collaboration you understand what is our requirement in order to fulfill all our constraints to execute within this constraint your project first i have to understand what is the project then i have to collaborate with my all stakeholders how we can deal with this project in order to complete within the constraint so when we get the critical constraints there is something called project contingency so we need to check what is the contingency we have in the schedule in the cost budget stick with the scope of work what is provided in the scope and try to uh, navigate your schedule and cost within that contingency if something goes wrong how we can manage within this scope and schedule and try to complete this one within that 3 months time period or 1 month time period whatever as per our project schedule timeline so the i give more importance in my projects for the now to achieve the project constraints number one collaboration on any project is like probably one of the biggest pillars that you can have within a project management process that you have taking into account what the time constraints actually look like on your projects you know you might find that you have to lump tasks one on top of the other but that's where collaboration really comes into like a key role you know just being able to communicate with different team members and assigning different roles and responsibilities to other team leaders within your organization uh, to take care of different parts of the projects to add up to the bigger picture how do you incorporate lessons learned from previous projects into your current project management approach this is one of my favorite subject i can say my favorite concept which is lessons learned lessons learned not only in my professional projects it is also in my personal life i love this concept called lessons learned so yeah. coming to my projects we have two important documents over here for lessons learned the number one document is called lessons learned repository the number two document is called lessons learned register what is lessons learned repository i used to maintain at my office with my team this is a organizational process asset which we are maintaining the data of the lessons we learned from the previous past projects then coming to the lessons learned register this is the ongoing project or the project which we are going to start you create one lessons learned register when i want to i have to use this lessons learned concept throughout the project life cycle 
not only starting of the project or not only after completion of the project no it is a throughout life cycle i can say when i came i will come to know okay now i am getting going to get this project this is officially awarded start lessons learned repository from previous projects sit with your team and check the what are all the past previous lessons learned how we can implement these lessons in our new project now you are coming to the kick off meeting of your project with different stakeholders key stakeholders this lessons learned will become a very important concept and the point which you have to discuss these are all the lessons learned we have learned from our previous projects and we should not repeat if something goes wrong we should not repeat the same mistake over here in our new project and what was went very good that is we need to increase here as a opportunity so like this the lessons learned register and the lessons led repository both are very important documents which we need to utilize throughout our project life cycle that's actually very interesting i've never heard engineers actually using two different documents to store their lessons learned and i think that's absolutely critical just having the register i think of that like having a piggy bank a book of knowledge that you have built out throughout the life of your career it helps to add to your resume certainly on paper but it also helps to add into like your mental resume like the things that you've experienced so that if you were to go to another company or if yeah. you were to have or experience the same title yeah. project or something that's not too far off from it you know exactly how to handle that problem and i think that's very crucial especially like in your growth cuz you don't want to take backward steps and repeat the same exact mistakes that you have right. in previous projects so i think that's absolutely critical and something that a lot of the viewers can actually take a lot of value to in this podcast episode specifically to utilize those two documents throughout the life of your not even just a project but throughout the life of your career that'll definitely help you to you know achieve further and grow more in your track to becoming a project manager so in your opinion what are the key qualities skills that you believe are essential for effective project leadership the key qualities and uh, leadership qualities for a project manager nowadays again we have to come stakeholder engagement how you deal with stakeholders different stakeholders according to the volume of the project nature of the project you will be having the different stakeholders like internal stakeholders as well as the out external stakeholders again collaboration is the key for successful projects so here one more point not only the technical skills not only the technical project management skills what else the trending in the project management the skill is how you deal with the human side of project management not only the technical side because the project management is nothing but a paper management people are handling projects project cannot be successful if you don't handle the people successfully try to understand the mindset of the people try to understand the human side of the people and don't look for perfection look for excellence so when you do the excellence yeah. because you cannot get perfect in project in order to complete successfully perfect steps perfect methods perfect process no because the project is itself is called uncertain there is always going to be uncertainty so you train the people you coach the your team 
how to deal with uncertainty for this you have to understand the people minds the people uh, leadership i can say this is the key quality collaboration and understanding the human side of the project management and stakeholder engagement obviously communication how you communicate how you get the feedback how much you are a active listener from your team from your stakeholders and i can add one more point empathy you should use your empathy try to understand from the other to stakeholder point of view and deal with or to or the project management and your stakeholders your your teams these are the very key quality because this leadership is changing and it is continuously evolving so this is how i deal and i think this is the important quality of the project management i definitely agree with those points and i think that people leadership and collaboration as you mentioned are key components to being an effective project leader you have to be able to know how to talk to your stakeholders there's so many different types that you have yes. out there i mean in my personal experience i used to work for a municipality some of our key stakeholders were the residents of the city and you know they may or may not have all the ins and outs of how a project is actually supposed to be conducted but they just want to know that you care they want that emotional intelligence emotional intelligence and empathy and understanding what their problem is and being able to connect with them on a basis that's you know outside of the realms of that project just mm-hmm. getting to know them as a person i think that that's so important because usually when taking care of your stakeholders in that way in that manner your projects are going to go a lot smoother just a tip for everybody and i also like what you said about uh, perfection and excellence like that you're not actually looking for perfection that you're looking for excellence yeah. and i think that's got to be a key quote in this podcast episode today like it's it's definitely going to be something that we uh, chime in on a lot in this episode and in the following episodes because i think that a lot of us as engineers we do look for perfection we work in absolutes like an like an equation has to equal this certain number that is like the representation i guess of perfection but we're looking for execution we're looking for just simply try just getting it done excellence what we're looking for keep on improving keep on improving exactly yeah. so could you tell us a little bit of how your ram management professional and project management professional certifications enhance your ability to manage complex projects and programs effectively so like how do the pgmp and the pmp help you with your career this is one of the important and interesting question because i have my personal experience around the last 10 to 15 years in the earlier project management career i used to work with the industries practically with the knowledge from my experience from my colleagues from my supervisors from my boss how they are dealing with project practically i see practical how it is dealing then after i pursue with uh, project management professional so i started following the pmi institute now the project management perspective is changing which is reality which is the structured approach to the project management so when i apply started reading started studying started improving myself investing in myself as a project manager from pmp and pgmp i got the clear and complete the different idea 
which we are following on our day-to-day basis. So, what was the effect? The effect was the projects, whatever I deal with, after I pursue my PMP and PGMP, is totally different. My project success rates are going to increase, started increasing because I am not only get certified from PMI for PMP and PGMP. The purpose of this certification is I want to apply each and every concept in my each and every project. So I started applying. Usually, the project management professionals who are looking for the certifications, they are looking for only the certifications and they are looking for some uh, job opportunities. But if you take my case, I want to apply and I am applying in my day-to-day project management life in my projects because I want to stand out from the crowd and I am standing out from the crowd and I utilize my project management and the program management concepts like lessons learned and how to collaborate with stakeholders, how to deal with uh, humans, what is the effective leadership like empathy and emotional intelligence. So this will give you the clear idea how you deal with your projects and how you can deliver the value successfully to the organization, to the clients. So this was a great help from uh, PMI and my PMI, PMP and PGMP certification. So, Shumat. I agree with that a lot. Well, certifications in our industry, especially, you just have to get there is definitely a way to go around without it. But to your point, you need the certifications in order for you to get to a certain level where you're handling more complex projects. Now, more than ever, we're starting to see more job descriptions are asking for these certifications yes. to be given. Yes. You have to make a choice whether you get the certification or whether you don't. And if you don't, you might have a much longer track to get to where you actually want to be in your career path. It definitely fast tracks you and actually shows that you're willing and able to put in the time necessary to get to a higher level to handle a more complex project. Yes, yes. So what final piece of advice can you provide for aspiring project managers or individuals looking to enhance their project management skills? So what advice do you have for anybody aspiring to be a project manager? For the aspiring project managers, I can say they will come to read about the uh, project management concepts from the PMIs, especially the PMIs uh, materials like PMBOK 6th edition, 7th edition, like, like this. So again, this is a traditional project management concepts and approaches you can follow. And my humble request, I can say, start applying in your day-to-day project management activities. The concepts, what are you are studying, you're reading, try to conceive this concept and apply in your day-to-day project management activities. Again, this is not only technical project management, it is Try to understand the human side of project management. Lead with emotional intelligence because now we are in the constantly changing the dynamic world, you know, the constantly it is changing, evolving like anything. So here comes now the artificial intelligence and emotional intelligence. So now you are a fresh and aspiring project manager. Try to understand what is happening in the current industry because the recent researches showing 
millions of jobs, 300 to 500 millions of jobs is going to be handled by the technology, artificial intelligence. So, when you want to deal with artificial intelligence in your project management concepts, you have to increase your emotional intelligence. Things are entirely changing. Don't focus only on the process-based project management concepts. There is something called principle-based project management concept, which is given by the Project Management Institute from 6th edition to 7th edition. So there is also process, but you try to understand the process, but deal with the principles. And you have to deal with your projects with purpose. So what is your purpose in your project? So what is your passion? If you are a passionate project management professional and you have the purpose, you have the vision in your uh, head, so try to find out what is your purpose in the project management. Try to find out what is your vision in your project management. Try to deal with your emotions, emotional intelligence, and try to understand the artificial intelligence, how the project management is evolving. This is my final piece of advice I can give to the aspiring project managers, uh, Matthew. Just to piggyback on what you were saying, paying attention to the principles and the emotional intelligence, I believe is very, very important. And I also like what you said about you know emotional intelligence versus artificial intelligence and how since AI is becoming such a large part in our industry as well as other industries right now, the only thing that we as people can actually do is increase our emotional intelligence and in making ourselves more valuable to our clients and our key stakeholders in our projects, because that's something that can't be replaced by AI. So you kind of make yourself bulletproof by paying attention to your emotional intelligence and your empathy, being able to relate to your clients. I think that's super important. We're actually going to take a little break and we're going to get into our PM pitfall segment. We are back with Mr. Raju here. He's an experienced project manager with over 20 years of experience working in the Saudi Arabia area. So now we're going to go over our PM pitfall section. So our question to you, Mr. Raju, is what's the biggest PM pitfall that you've identified and how would you recommend any aspiring or current project managers to get through that pitfall in their career? This is one of the great questions, Matthew. I would like to explain with my example, I can say. There is a gap in the schedule and actual. So there is a very big difference why the projects are getting failed. So as I mentioned, I can say 40% is the schedule overrun, 70% is the scope creep, and 73% is the cost overrun. Why? What is missing here? What is missing here is the couple of things I can say. The number one is engineering. Engineering is not 100% which is construction-driven, which will help to the construction. Engineering is around 40% is missing. There is an issue with engineering around 40%. I can say engineering slip to the construction. Then there is something called advanced work packaging, where you need to deal with the engineering, the procurement, then installation. Like this, there is step-by-step -step approach in order to complete your EPC project. What is my point here as a pitfall? As a project manager, you have to be proactive. So 
the proactive project manager who is purpose driven you have to start your project begin with end in mind so be proactive begin your project with end in mind visualize how your project is going to finish how you look what is the benefit you are getting out of your project so this point is i consider as a major pitfall in the current project management especially in epc projects this type of failures we cannot deliver the value entirely the 100% because of the we were not able to fulfill this project constraints scope schedule and cost we need to be go for review and review with your team with your stakeholder collaborate with them and be proactive and stay with a positive mental attitude be prepared for the uncertainty this is what i found a major pitfall which we need to uh, work on this uh, in project management well more times often than not project managers are falling exactly to your point to what you said to this scope schedule and budget and not beginning a project with seeing the end in mind i think that that's absolutely critical to be able to fully visualize and see like okay what is the big picture what are we getting to here what is the purpose and our reason for even going about doing this project what's the benefit how is this going to benefit the stakeholders and the other people that are going to be affected that are adjacent to this project so i think that's a very critical point yes matthew where can uh, the viewers actually follow you or learn more about what it is that you do or get connected with you? Do you have a LinkedIn by any chance? Yes, yes. I have a LinkedIn profile where I can build my network and I can share my knowledge. We appreciate your time on here. Thank you for all the insight and the valuable lessons that you've given us. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you. Really, I appreciate it. And I... I would like to express my gratitude for this wonderful podcast opportunity, Matthew. I hope that you all took a lot of value from the conversation that I had today with Mr. Vishwanathan Raju, who is a licensed program and project management professional. And I definitely took a lot of interest in what he had stated about emotional intelligence being one of the key factors in being an effective project manager. I think it's so important because having that emotional intelligence and putting that into play as an engineer and a project manager helps you to be able to relate closely with the key stakeholders or whoever client it is that you're actually working with. Please remember that you can find the show notes for this episode at www.engineeringpmpodcast.com and there you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode as well. Until next time, I wish you all the best in your engineering project management endeavors.